Who you got? Interim coach Mickey Joseph or Illinois coach Brett Bielma? State your case. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, I'm DP, 93.7 The Ticket, Lincoln, Nebraska, or Lincoln, America, if you get it right. We appreciate you guys joining us uh, here on Locked On Huskers and the Locked On Sports Network, uh, your first and best watch every single day. We appreciate you guys uh, making Locked On uh, Huskers your, your your place for in, intel and information. Got a lot for you today. We'll do that. Uh, this is brought to you by the folks at Better Online. Um, BetOnline has you covered each and every game with props, uh, lines, odds, whatever you want. They've got you all set up. We've got a ton of those to go through uh, later in this podcast. Uh, we'll break down some games in the Big Ten and give you what BetOnline has as a way to get the game started. Uh, again, jump on this thing. Click the like button. Share it. Uh, get the alerts, please, please, please. And hit the subscribe button. Uh, let's get the numbers up. I'm told that, you know, Husker Nation is way better than everybody else at this sort of stuff. So we're about to see. We're about to see whether you guys show up and do your thing. Um, yeah, the question is, are you are you in for Mickey Joseph or are you leading Brett Bielman? And those are legitimate questions because, look, to be clear about this matchup in, 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 ten, in two weeks, that Illinois will come. Well, they'll come in to, to Lincoln as the favorite. A two thirty kickoff, as has been announced, uh, and it gives an opportunity for folks to get uh, Husker ready on what should be a beautiful Saturday in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, not much. We everybody knows that Brett Bielma understands how to win in the Big Ten Conference. The question is: Can Mickey Joseph in two weeks craft, create, and carve this team into? the version of itself that can win and shock uh, the fight in the lineup. I think it's it's purposeful in how we, we talk about this thing. Let's remember, before we crown Illinois the next best great thing, that this is a team that lost to Indiana. They have its holes. They have their holes. They have this, the, the spots in what they do that are things that Nebraska can take advantage of. But to be fair and honest, to understand how good this team is position for position, and especially on defense. Look, this is one of the top defenses uh, in the country. And, yes, we can say that every week about Illinois and Big Ten teams. We can say it every week. We can go up and down and we'll say Minnesota is one of the best teams in the country, defensive teams in the country. Absolutely. We understand it. Iowa, we know what they do defensively. Like we we have the playbook. We know what it looks like. Same for Wisconsin. The Big Ten, the Big Ten conference is loaded full of sluggers and thugs. Big gigantics. And let me tell you, this Illinois defense is nasty. It's ornery. Uh, it's physical. It wants to get its hands on. And look, quite frankly, this is a day that uh, I'll say out loud that I hope that. Casey Thompson spends the next two weeks getting all the massages and stretchings that he can have done. This Illinois defense, and it has bodies. It has bodies. 
If they tackle, it is a long day. So the question becomes, do they tackle or do they not tackle? They send bodies. This is, this is a group that likes to bring pressure. They don't care where it's from. As a matter of fact, they want you guessing. Uh, look, what they did to this Minnesota offense on Saturday was impressive. I, I'll read a couple of numbers just so you get some understanding of how good they were against a really good Minnesota offense. Minnesota had six pass completions all game. Minnesota also threw three interceptions. Six pass completions, three interceptions. And Tanner Morgan, the Minnesota quarterback, got knocked out of the game with a concussion. And I felt really bad for the young man that had to step in behind him because he walked into a tunnel with angry hornets. He had no answers. He had no sight lines. He had no way to get plays off. And quite frankly, um, Illinois' defense just had a party. They had a defensive party. And mind you, this was a 14-13 game at one point with Minnesota leading. And Illinois' defense said, okay, thanks for coming. We appreciate you, but guess what? Now you got to take this L. You got to take this beating. And look, when you look at this, this, this Illinois team, they're good in all three facets. Uh, field goal kicker uh, Fabrizio Penter, I believe, uh, was four for four on Saturday. Four for four. Oh, by the way, they have a bye week as well. Time to recover. They've got a ton of injuries on both sides of the ball, but look. Uh, Gabe Jackis, uh, four sacks so far this season, four tackles for loss, uh, six tackles along the way. Um, and when you allow that sort of upfront defensive pressure, it's hard for a veteran quarterback like Tanner Morgan to play in his feet and make a throw through through dirty windows and and with traffic at his at his knees. But they got to the second quarterback. I repeat it, Nebraska fans understand they knocked Tanner Morgan out of the game. We all have our fears and panics and concerns about uh, Nebraska's offensive lines and its ability to protect Casey Thompson. Well, the recent data is loud that this Illinois defense can get home, they get in the way, they are active. And by active, I don't just mean forward. They stunt uh, with purpose. They want chaos and confusion in front of the opponent's quarterback. They get into run lanes. And look, they gave up some big plays in the run game. We understand how good Minnesota is on the ground. And for whatever reason, Minnesota decided to get out of that and throw the ball around. Um, that's a decision Nebraska is going to have to make. And are they going to commit to the running game? Even if things get sticky, even if things get spacious. This is an efficient defense. They put their hand in the dirt. Uh, they want to cause chaos. They will throw offensive linemen to the ground. 
Like they're going to get into space and they're going to force Casey Thompson to make early decisions on where he's going to throw the ball. Now, I'll remind you, there is a way to punish teams who do this defensively. Nebraska has answers. I'm still not sure why they're not using second tight end in this because usually when the second tight end is in the game, it's a run situation. They could throw off this entire thing by sending Chancellor Brewington in, into pass routes. They've got to be versatile in how what their what their what their packages are. They can't put the same eleven on the field uh, with the same tendencies. Vokalek is a problem for 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 Illinois. He's a problem. Like this is one of those games where we could actually see Vokalek stretched past the safety up the seam. This isn't a, 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 a run, turn, catch, and, and dive forward sort of situation. Vokalek can run a crosser and actually turn, plant his foot and turn up to upfield and make some, play, make some plays. Yards after catch will be important. Will they tackle or will they not tackle? They have been both versions, this Minnesota Gophers, this Illinois defense. This is how this works. Illinois wants you to be reactive instead of proactive. For the first half of the game, Minnesota made this a slugfest. They simply said, "We're going to go. We're going to go punch for punch with you. Uh, give you your shots. Uh, let's see how well you stand up." But once that second quarterback got in the game, they were like, "Okay, we're going to take away the run because you are not going to be able to throw against us." There's a lot to look at when you look at this Illinois team. Bioma has the personality of this team, and he's rubbing off. Look, this is the best season they've had since 2007. Best start since 2011. Like, this is a big deal. This team is bowl eligible in week seven. What is going on? What is happening? <laughs> Coach Bielma, I'm my goodness gracious. Bowl el eligible, sitting at the top of the Big Ten West, and they have talent. They're also well-coached in this game, and they're a feisty, feisty bunch. But guess what? You can beat them. Indiana already did. And if there is a way, work on that. You've got two weeks to change some of your tendencies and to work on your depth and getting your injuries uh, together. All of that is in play. We'll see how that works. Um, we'll throw it to, uh, a small break. Here's what happens with Bet Online. Um, you they they break this down for you, and again, they give you several things to choose from. But on a bye week where the Huskers aren't going to play, there are other games in the Big Ten that are of note. Uh, Ohio State is a 29 point favorite <laughs> over Iowa. Oh, <laughs> are we sad? Are we sad for them? The over-under is 49 points. Uh, my goodness. Those are some numbers right there. Maryland uh, against Northwestern, 13.5-point favorite. The over-under is 51. Wisconsin is a 2.5-point favorite over Purdue. Notice that I'm scratching my head. I thought Purdue was, was everything. Wow. I'm not sure I had that one. The over-under is 51. So make a note for that. And then Minnesota and Penn State. Penn State will go into this one. They're currently at five and a half. 
as, as a five and a half point favorite. Wow. 44 and a half points is the over under. Again, go to bet online. That's where the game starts. Look, if Illinois makes the mistake of overlooking this Nebraska team, thank you. Thank you. They're not amongst the Big Ten elites yet. And they've still got to find their way and how they're going to, to handle situations like this. Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman likes to say, pay attention to how people handle success. At sitting at 6-1 and one and on top of the Big Ten West, they have a path to success. They are already bowl eligible. Um, they, they've shown their flexibility. They're aggressive, so, sometimes angry. <laughs> Uh, but the balanced offense, look, they will use Chase Brown out of the backfield. They'll run. Look, we understand that Nebraska's had problems in covering that. But Nebraska linebackers are going to have their hands full. And we don't know the health uh, status of this Huskers linebacker group. We'll know more in, in the coming days. But this is a talented team. Again, one of the best uh, offensive teams in it. This offense does an exceptional thing in that they do, do not give the ball away. Illinois as a team averages over two turn, uh, takeaways a game. They do not give the ball away. They, they, they do not uh, waste drives. They stay ahead of the chains with, with that constant four plus four and then third and two situation or third and three. There's, there's something to be said for taking care of the ball. Each possession is vital. Coaches, we know that. Players know that. But through all of this stuff that's in play, to understand that DeVito has, has found his maturity. He's settled into his maturity. He's not going to, 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 to wow you with you know 450 yards, but he's going to give you the 250, 275, because he's going to make the easy throws to the to the to the backs out of the backfield, he'll make the easy throws to the tight ends uh, in space in front of him, and then it's catch and run guys outside uh, for Illinois. They 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 throw the ball around. They spread the ball around. They had six receivers uh, catch passes on Saturday, and they've got a ton of folks who are over three hundred yards. I think they've got three receivers who are currently over three hundred yards each. You can't cap, you can't focus, you can't try to take a thing away. You've got to handle your business with everybody. I like the size advantage for Nebraska's defensive backs against Illinois and their receivers. But they're going to have to tackle in open space. They're going to have to come up and hit. I'm just going to let you know this is going to be a slugfest. Illinois defensively is going to hit and hit and hit. So Nebraska's defense is going to have to do the same. They're going to have to take their shots at Illinois. I'm not sure how Nebraska is going to do with the defensive front and pressure. They're going to have to get pressure on DeVito. If DeVito is allowed to stand, allowed to stand back there, he was 25 of 32 two, uh, for 250 around that ballpark. These were all catching, these are simple catch and throw uh, route combinations. They're going to have to get pressure. They're going to have to make him move his feet. They're going to have to make him – they're going to put some hits on him. 
the offensive line for Illinois is an angry, physical, handsy group. I'll honestly say they are the best holding team offensive line in the Big Ten Conference. They will put their hands on you, and they'll try to move you. Nebraska is going to have to resist. They cannot be manhandled like they were Saturday night. They can't. They're going to have to run fit. They're going to have to be in space. They're going to have to communicate. All those things because Illinois' offensive line wants to beat you up. They want to punch you in your chest. They want to hit you in the ribs. They they want to go knee to knee with you to make you get out of their spot. They're big. They're long. They're obnoxious. Nebraska can move them. Nebraska can get in their way. They'll have that option. They'll have a chance. But we'll have two weeks to go through everything that happens at practice, all the things that are happening uh, in this space. Things to watch uh, throughout the course of the week. Look at the injury list and pay attention. Who's working out? Who is recovering? Who? Um, how how deep can they go in this thing? How many how many bodies, fresh bodies, clean bodies that they will come up with over the next few days? Who's back at practice? Uh, who's back on the depth chart? Um, there's some names like Omar Manning that you need to pay attention to. Brody Belt, uh, you need to pay attention to. Um, folks like Tommy Hill who have who serve some uh, multiple um, skills that Nebraska can use. It'll be important. It'll be important. What happens up front? Nebraska's offensive line, who comes back, who's ready, who's prepared? And if if there are changes to be made. What happens with Gabe Urban in the backfield room? What does that do to that room? There are a ton of questions, and then we can't go without talking about the linebacker room for Nebraska. Will your two veteran leaders – those actual black shirts, will Heinrich and Reimers be prepared and be ready? Because, look, with them, it's a long Saturday. Without them, it could be pretty tough. Again, like, share, get the alerts, subscribe, hook it up, send it out into the Husker Nation universe so folks are aware of what we're doing and how we're doing. I'm Derek Pearson, 93.7 The Ticket, Lincoln, Nebraska. Thanks for giving us time uh, for Lockdown Huskers. Uh, we appreciate you. And stay tuned for more from the Lockdown Sports Network. Bye-bye.